No. <laughs> you guys, no. you don't even take it away. That should just be the intro. You you hit recording or record as soon as you said that, right? It could just be no. <laughs> no. I support it. Yeah. I feel nauseous. Girl. It's this I was nauseous last night, but. Yeah, we. well, I know. You just told me on the wrong yeah. line. Okay. Welcome back to the No Apologies Podcast. I'm Rory. And I'm Garrett. And I'm Andrea. We're so, like, enthusiastic to be here today. We, we are. We love it. We love what we have reviewed for this episode. Let's talk. How come it was all depressing? It yeah. was super depressing. depressing. Both of them. Our friend, we're, we're going to start with that one. Yeah. Our friend, oh my god, I can't watch a movie like that for the next three months. Neither can I. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you right now. Oh so I, I have cried. No, I had no idea. I had I no cried I- like a baby. Yeah. But I didn't get into it. Okay, keep okay. talking. I'm so I sorry. Had, I had no idea what this film was about. Not a slight clue. And I went into it totally blind without watching a trailer or anything. And when I tell you that I cried harder than I've cried in a very long time, it, every other scene I was crying. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so... Gut wrenching. It, it reminded like, me of the Notebook and Marley and Me combined together. But with really, really good acting. Yes. Like and really good sound good design. The sound design was great. I thought the music was nice. Like yeah. the very subtle That's guitar definitely. parts, too. The part that made me cry, the, I know I'm jumping ahead, the part that made me cry the most was at the end when he put the headphones on her and it was playing Led Zeppelin. Yes. After he said oh that God. he didn't like that Led Zeppelin, so I was like, depressing. stop it right yep. now. Yeah. Please yes. stop it right now. Uh, like, literally, to give oh, y'all an idea as to how much I cried, at the end of it, my tears had dried, and I could feel them on my face. Dude, it was <laughs> I had just, to go wipe my face off. It was bad. I was yeah. just watching it. I was like, oh, no. And then, like, yeah. each scene, I was just like, this is so good, but it's so sad. Like, but honestly, I wasn't even that sad to begin with. Even, you know what was so weird? The fact that they put down a dog just randomly. Like, I get yeah. it as a parallel to her cancer, mm-hmm. but, yeah. like... That was like so just. Put well, in I there. also so there was yeah. a, there was a shot in the opening that well, I. Well, really this is liked. a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also. I want to read the actual article. Me yeah. too. Well, like when I when the Talk. opening shot Talk. aerial shots popped up and it said Foley, Alabama. I was, I was like, like, girl, what? No, it was in like Alabama. Oh, it's the one featuring Paul McCartney. Only one. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. That's a good um, one. But yeah, no, that so there's a there's an opening shot that I really like that I want to talk about. So there's the opening scene where he's talking to her in the bedroom, and then he goes to get the girls, and like the camera slowly pans right, yeah, and yeah. she just floats out of the corner of the screen, and we see that she has on like... I like yeah. that they didn't show, like they only kept him centered the, yes. for yeah. that first entire yes. scene. Yeah. But also like... I didn't I didn't know she was going to be laying down. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. But I but also, you didn't know she was going to be in such bad shape? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I expectfully. Expect well, I I got through off when they started mentioning the antipsychotics because I never put that together with a cancer patient. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah, but it makes sense. Random. Yeah, because you're going crazy, like thinking about how you're going to die soon. Um, but that's a blunt way of putting it. But anyways, uh, moving on, I have a I have a comment to make about the shower scene. Oh. It was so sweet. That's how shower scenes should go, I think. But okay. the water bill, bitch. Think about how large the water bill is going to be if you I spend that much I thought that's what long. you thought about. You are like, yeah. oh my god, guys. Wow. The water, water bill. Where do you go? Do they live in New York? Well, the I thing never is, would have thought that. Oh, oh they don't live in New York. They live the in Alabama. Scene, yeah. The scene keeps going on and on and on. I'm like, their water bill is going to be high. Oh. <laughs> like, But I love I'm the glad scene. you thought that. We I love a budgeter. Okay. I thought it was fun. I thought it was um, funny. I, okay, at first, between that and like the scene when they first met, with the like the friend first met him, mm. I was like, "This is so awkward." 
and like yeah. kind of too real. But then I was like, oh, well, this makes sense because it's supposed to be like a flashback. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. supposed to be like so, not. It's supposed to be real life. It's not supposed to be like not awkward. So I love that scene where she, Dakota, she has her hair in rollers. They're sitting in the balcony and they're talking. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes because. That was the first point where I looked at Dane's character and just his mannerisms, what he was going through at the time and everything, just the overall battles he faced. That resonated with me because I very much have been in his shoes before where, like, you doubt yourself so much to the point where yeah. it puts you in a corner. And she was like, stop, don't do that to yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I like that Like you said, it's too real, which is kind of, it didn't tear yeah, me Yeah, this movie was just real. It the was entire very real. Yeah. yeah. Like, the shots were real. Even, like, the subtle things were real. Like, about having all those people over. Or, like, when, uh... Dane, that was his name? Yeah, Dane. And I always want to call him Marshall, just yeah. because of how I met your mother, but... Uh, oh. We love that. I know. But Dane, uh... Like, when he was, like, in New Orleans or something, and he was just, like, watching football or something with his family, like, it was very Southern. It was very yeah. real. And, well, like, also when she talked, though, the main character, or... Dakota. Yeah, Dakota... Like, you could also hear her southern accent. Just I didn't pay attention. Island. She didn't say Momo. She said Mama. And that, yeah. I thought she was talking and about And she also was, like, advice. Like, she said advice. She put it, She had emphasis on all the A's. And it, it sounded like a modern southern accent. Yes. I, was and like, I, said, I didn't pay attention. Well, so. I made... I took note of that because literally... In films, all the all the time, you see actors and actresses come in and they say do a southern accent and a dialect coach. Tries and to it's keep super. Them. It's so like exaggerated. Is, yes, but this is like. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes it is exaggerated. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but like the accent she had, like it was just so subtle. I was like, wow, it's, it's like hit, I'm talking to my grandma. She hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, I just I love how she talks to Dane. I think yeah. like that that lets you know the kind of very innocent, have, you know. Yeah. Um, but also. also why does his hair? Why do they always show you people being younger when they have just like floppy hair? I know. I think his hair like, was awful. It was, and it then was just so years bad. later, he's like, okay, it's short now, so he's older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also on the hair, on the topic of hair, I love the hair dye sequence when they're like <laughs> dyeing their yeah. hair blue. Oh yeah, that was adorable. When, I think I started crying the most whenever she started saying what she wanted, and then they had all the like yes. scenes of what they were doing in yes. the flashbacks, especially mm-hmm. like. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. to me. Yeah. I, I loved when she made the bucket list. Yeah. And like, so, I, when she no, said, I'm going to reread all my favorite that's books. That's exactly what I was like, stop. <laughs> that's because exactly I feel like that. I don't even have time to reread all my favorite oh, yes. books. And I, I was like, oh my God, she said that. I was like, that is so human. Stop. <laughs> it's like too much. It's too real. All I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is, I'm glad I did not watch this film in front of anyone because I, oh. I lost it. Like, I was just part. I was just like laying in my bed and like, but then, like, <laughs> it was funny to me because what she wanted before she passed was so simple at yeah. first. Like, and, you know, just... The only high-up thing that she wanted... I was mad about the affair, though. The affair. The affair. What about the affair? What's the, the affair. affair. Oh, the affair. Yes! Oh, my like, God, I was yes. like, you're a bitch for that. I was, I was like, even if the husband was being shitty... I didn't shitty. even expect that to happen. Because, okay, here's what I thought. when he okay, So when they were in the, in the store and he asked, did you say anything about the affair? And he was like, no, you know, it, we, might, we wanted to move on and things like that. I was like, okay, well, we don't haven't learned about this yet, so yeah. I thought it would be him or something. Pause. I have to finish my thought. Okay. And then, you know, they talked about their friend... What's his name? Aaron and the girl. Yeah. That he, uh, Gail. Was it? No, no not Gail. Remember. I'm not going to Charlotte? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes. And so they apparently he like had an affair on, 
with her with somebody else or something like that. Yeah. Like he cheated on her. So that's what I thought they were talking about. But I have to say, there was one scene in this entire film that caused me so much suspense that I was literally physically screaming at the screen. Wait. The elevator scene. I was sitting there because oh, he went... No, I knew that bitch was... I knew I, had, I knew he was gonna press the button and be like, yeah, bye. Same, yeah, same. I was hoping because he almost went forward a little bit, but then it was to like press the. button. I was waiting. I was like, he's gonna close this door. What were you gonna say there? Oh, that was just it. Oh, I just yeah. was like, I didn't expect it to be about them oh, actually the scene, affair. Oh yeah, but another scene that I you go first. I uh, enjoyed. Or well, I was just mad. I was just like, dumbass bitch, like. <laughs> I hate to cuss, and but then, I was just so mad. And but he was loyal. I know, like, and even she if was he like, was, she was like, you, you can't, ex- like, I, you can't, I can't believe, or you can't expect yes, me to believe that, he, that you, you were there, gone yeah, for like six months. Or and whatever. he was like, you can't and rationalize it. And he's like, not a single time. Yes, yeah, and he, and he can't rationalize it. I was like, I was Dang. like, I can't believe. And she, she was like, I was it's just so a crush. mad. Yeah. yeah, and she lied about it too. I was so like, I lost a lot of faith in that woman. Then I was yeah. like, okay. And, and I didn't expect it, even though, like, they were having that conversation whenever he, like, showed up behind the, like, at, now, behind the stage or whatever. Yeah. Well, now, but I was like, oh, it's probably just something about the show. Like, well, I now, thought she was going to get fired Well, now, something. point of clarification, the guy that she was talking to backstage, was that him? Yeah. The guy that, he, that mm-hmm. she kissed? I thought and it was the guy that she invited over later, and she was, like, talking all good about him. She was like, he is amazing. He's, like, the runner of the theater. Oh, whatever. and then his wife stepped I think in that was, was like, before. oh, I'm good, too. Yeah. I think that was before. But she, did she have the blonde wig on? No, she had short hair at the time. Yeah. It was after she got diagnosed. What I like is you see things in snapshots oh, of yeah. time. I think she just had a bun. I'm pretty sure it was before she got diagnosed. She had some Maybe. hairstyles in the I film. didn't write it down, but... Um, but no, I love another scene, another sequence that I really like is literally from the time he, Dane, packs his stuff, goes to the desert, meets the blonde-haired lady, has the suicide. Oh, yes. oh my God, yes. Because let me yes. tell you why that whole sequence had me bawling. It's because, that. like... That's how it happened to me. I had to travel nine hours north, you know, just randomly one day for a weekend, get a hotel somewhere, and clear my head. And I came back, and it was like I felt found again, you know? Yeah. So, like, the whole time. It's been gone for months. Especially, though. yeah, exactly. And especially when he's sitting in the middle of the desert in his van, and he gets that. Uh, yes, and he listens to his bunch, and he starts crying. Yeah. yeah, I broke down. I, I was like, dang, that's what me. Mm-hmm. But I love that she was like, like, because I didn't trust her at first for some reason. I was like, this is weird. Is she gonna like try to kill him? Or you something? didn't. Uh, but also, one of the most hilarious scenes in the entire film was oh, when he was in the motel. I did two afters. Right after she was nice, I thought um, she was gonna poison the food she gave. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! Oh, that would have been such a left turn. <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that because you know the sequence when they're in the car, Dane and the girls, and they're driving and they're singing like some. Oh yeah, I thought a car crash. I thought they were. I was waiting because for a car wreck. They kept going back between what's happening, like, in the road and what's happening yes. in the car. I'm like, yo, don't tell me a car accident. I, I cannot know. handle it. I just have no hope that anything is ever going to go right. Yeah. So I'm like, every human being is going to do something this terrible. This film destroys optimism for me. Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. I mean. But another scene that I love because it's so funny to me was when, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the man. Not Dane. The other guy. The main character? Yeah, the main character. When he was in the motel room, or whatever, I can't think of his name. He was in the motel room taking a shit, and he had a beer in his oh, yeah. and he knocked <laughs> out the door. Yeah. He was like, hold on. He was yeah. like, I thought you were dead or something. Yeah. I thought you were going to unalive yourself. Yeah. And just sit there and watch TV. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. It's so simple. Like, things are so simple. Yeah, it, I feel like it's, like, I know that he wants to do it, and I really like that this whole movie ends up being about a friend and not the couple and their issues, and, like, I, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I find it so sad that Dane finally, he was, like, with someone who, like, really appreciated him. 
Yeah. And then he's like, I have to be here, and and we don't like did, we don't even know if they broke up or not. Yeah, but at the very end, yeah. what what was he um what was he holding up? The fact that he left at the end made me so sad because then when they hugged and they were crying, like they were like falling back tears. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. Sad. Wait, what the scene are you talking about? Just at the, the very end. end. Yeah. When he's when like, I'm going to go or whatever. And he's like, okay. Oh, yeah. He's like, are you going to be okay? He's like, yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. I was still crying from previously oh, when yeah. that happened. <laughs> like, this whole film, I shit you not, I was crying the entire time. Like, yeah. I was wiping tears the if entire the time. If the dog scene wasn't such a weird put in there to relate to the story or something. And we don't even know what the daughter's reaction to the dog died uh, was. I know. I thought the same thing. Like we He never... was just like, I haven't told her yet. And then we never heard anything about the dog yes. again. I thought the same thing. If it was a bigger there. scene, I would have cried because... Well, no, um, I was... Don't put a dog so down. So, you know how last Why week, didn't you put the dog down? Also, it just had cancer. Well, you know was how... Was it, like, that terminal? Well, you know how last week I was talking about how I was waiting for Spoiled certain scenes? Max. They brought it to the doctor for five minutes. I don't know. But do you know how last week I was saying I was waiting for certain scenes to happen, and I was like, if this happens, I have to turn it off? That was it. I was saying, if they bring the camera into the room to show them euthanizing this dog, I am literally cutting it off. Because yeah. I can't watch it. I can't. So. <laughs> but I'm glad they did it. Um, it was... It was a good movie. It was good. Can we read it? It emotionally drained me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of the But it felt films. good. I'll be honest. I've been I really sad this week and I wanted to cry anyways, but I couldn't. But I have a set <laughs> so list. It, the thing is, I have a set list of helped. films. Yeah, Ooh. I have a set list of films that I watch if I feel the need to cry about anything really. And this one just got added. The first one, oh, Steel yeah. Magnolias. Um, but yeah. Is what? Steel Magnolias with Dolly Parton. No. From I haven't 80s. actually seen that. It's I very wanted good. to. Huh, that may be my next one. Oh. Um, if we keep it going next semester. Um, I remember the ending of Attack on Titan made me cry, but only because it was so bad. And I was just reading it, and I was like, I read this thing for eight years of my life, and it ended so bad. <laughs> I haven't read sad. them, but I've watched up until like season two or three, whenever they stopped and it took yeah. them forever to put out the next season. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I just, I don't know. This film, it got added to my new list it's, of like cry films. I mean, so it's great, it's real, it's raw. I think the ending, just the entire ending when they're showing flashbacks, oh my god, especially yes. when. Uh, on the uh, beach? Yes. That when she opens dying. her eyes and she's like, you can see she's kind of like there for the first time in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what that scene reminded me of though? Have y'all ever seen uh, My Sister's Keeper? No, but I know she has cancer. Yeah, there's a scene exactly like that where they're on the beach and they're looking out and it's like, wow, you're in the moment. And because as soon as she was like, okay, it's time to get the girls, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my God, please stop. Yeah, because I was I was waiting for that lead up. I'm like, when are they yeah. going to tell the news? And then she was like, she was like, you need to wake him up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think like going back to how good the sound design is, like the scene where, you know, I say it's the full circle scene where we are finally back at where we started at the house where they're about to tell the fact that, like, he's sitting outside on the swing, Dane, and, like, all you hear is, like, the girls, little girls just falling yeah. apart. I yeah. almost had to skip through that scene because I cannot so stand really I can't stand children crying. And it's not, like, an annoying thing. It's just, like, you know a child's suffering. You know, you can't bear to hear it, so. I think the ending, it was, because you, you almost think it's going to end at when she dies, you know? Yeah. But then you see, like, at the funeral... And they're showing, like, clips of her when she was young and stuff. I was yeah. like, please, stop. And then, you know, you show... All her friends are there. Yeah. yeah. And then it, when her friend... When she's in the bed and she's dead or she's dying and her friends are there. And then, was it Charlotte? She was like, I'm going to miss you, girl. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, please stop. 
Yeah. And then whenever the girls finally leave on the day that she passes away, like um, Charlotte, I think is her name, the girl that kept the girls, like she's so strong in front of them and like puts on a happy face. But then like as soon as they get in the car, she like hugs the yeah. man and she breaks down. I'm like, that's what I mean by it's real. Like you put on as an adult a great smiley face in front of children to make them feel like it's okay and everything's fine. But when they step out of the picture, that's, like, when you lose everything. And I also like how, you know, after when she did die, like, he went up to her and he, like, held her and stuff. But then he, like, leaned on Dane. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I just really, I like that moment. Yeah. It was, like, such a, like, sweet. I should have filmed myself reacting to this film. Cause I don't it, think. <laughs> it would have been ugly. Know. Why do we just want to watch each other cry? <laughs> no, it would have been ugly. <laughs> um, hmm. But, yeah, that's our friend. Um, what are we going to rate it? Uh, you go first. I think nine. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Um, look at eight and a half. I'm I don't know if I'd watch. Jason Siegel. I do too. I'm gonna but give it. I'm gonna I don't know if I'd watch it again. Like it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, uh, but it I'm did make me cry. Yes. Well, yeah. I thought the acting was superb, though. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I thought for movies that are usually like that, the acting is never that good. But the acting well, they had a lot of like good people in exactly. it, and yeah. like Casey Aff- Affleck uh, mm-hmm. killed it. I thought he did an awesome job, and yeah. I'm a huge like Ben Affleck fan. I was like, okay, Casey, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that was, and it was just so good. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? No, I'd watch it again. You know what? No, I'll give it a nine. <laughs> All three of us giving it a nine, right on. Yeah. Um, yeah, nine. It's earned a spot in my cry movies. I'm definitely coming back mm. to it when I need to cry. But um, anyways, Lana. Dale Ray. Yeah, that's her name. Blue Bannisters. Yeah, Blue Bannisters. I love the word banister. You know. I don't know why. It has a nice ring to it. Also, I like banisters. You're also pretty. Like, yeah, porches are nice. Porches are nice. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I I like this album a lot. I thought it was a little repetitive sometimes. Yeah. I thought, and like, especially for it to be 15 tracks. It was so long. I guess. Listen, it was really good. And I have a lot of moments I love about it. Yes. But it was, but so it was an hour and two minutes. And it's every and song it's all sounded the exact yeah. same. That's my thing. I and needed, that's, a, that's why I liked the interlude. It was the best thing. <laughs> the interlude it was, was so, so good. funny. <laughs> it came in and then it was like. I was like, like oh, I'm watching the Western. This is sick. Yes. And, and then all of a sudden. I was like, oh my God. This is the best oh. track on the whole album. Oh, if man. they had had more moments of that in between. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have helped I'm a lot. I'm watching the Western. This is yeah. sick. <laughs> that's, that's a quote I right was there. so stoked. I was like, I love this. Um, so... So. I am not, and I'm I'm going to try to refrain myself because y'all know how I feel about her. Um, I'm not a big fan of textbook. It has repetitiveness, really? which is I something. I like the I like well I like the lyrics on most of this. Which yeah, but let me let me finish real quick. Yeah. Which is something that Lana's songs tend to be a mixture of, like along with obscurity. Like if you look back at all of her different eras that she's been through, that's something that a lot of people have said is that like. It's redundant. Like, the sound, tonally, yeah. gets redundant. Which, I understand, because after a while, I, myself, have to take a break from my dosage of Lana. I'm like, you've been listening to nothing but her this week. Go to something else, please, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I, I will support that statement. Um, but Blue Bannisters, for example, let's talk about the title track. Um, 
This is a very personal number to her or song to her um, because it's the first song where we, the audience, um, were kind of discussing and listening to her friends by name as well as her sister. So Jenny was smoking by the pool. That's one of her friends. Uh, Nikki Lane. Is this? Wait, what are we talking? Oh, we're talking about Blake Bannister now? The song. Oh, yeah. I just want to say though about textbook. The, it's so cheesy. The line about the being in a Black number. Lives Matter protest mm-hmm. or whatever, I was like, why does that need to... It's a little political. You're Well, it doesn't matter that it's political because, well, I looked it up and she was saying, because, I don't know, something she said one time, people thought she was a Trump supporter and she got, like, really upset by that or something like that. And then she was like, she posted pictures of her being at a Black Lives Matter protest, which there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this song is nothing about that. Mm-hmm. I think so are we just random. putting it in yeah. there to show that you I thought one? textbook was cheesy. Really? Especially the line about the Thunderbird. Yeah. I was just like, okay. My she mentioned- had one, too. Okay, I was yeah, like, is that the same song? I was like, does she mention that other song? No, I was yeah. like... Yeah, that but I think in. the reason I thought why, the story okay. was there. I was just like, it's super cheesy. I think the reason why, because I used to, because this was originally a single. She released this as a single. It felt kind of and um, but. we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I think textbook, like just the term textbook, she opens it up with like, I guess you could call it textbook. I think what yeah. she means is like, when you, because, and I'll get into this in a minute. This whole album, the way it is set up, is everything up until the interlude is her teenage and early twenties. Interlude happens. She says goodbye to her past, and she opens something new. You know, I'm listen to so that yeah, that's so good. I I need a whole album just that. So the, the reason, interlude? yes, yeah. yeah, no, literally, it was one of the best parts. <laughs> it was so good. But no, oh like literally, God. if you look back and you look at her aesthetics and like you know what people were saying was her quote unquote persona, 2011 through 2017. Oh, it was like no, literally, it's a textbook example of daddy yeah. issues and like you know things like that that people. It's so cheesy. Yeah, it's very cheesy, but I like it. I I like some of it. There are some songs where I'm like, okay, this this is good. And after the interlude, I was like, the whole album should just be like this after that, right? Like, just throw in Western. Like, it already had a Western in it. Like, she is honestly um, very much a Southern, like, kind of country album, Mm -hmm. just with, uh, well, for all the lyrics. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. I felt like I was listening to a lot of country. Are Are there any lyrics, like, up until the interlude that stand out to y'all? Or that oh, stood out to you? I took notes. Let me well, look. I like Blue Banisters. I love the story. Oh, I and like how the Russian poetry. Yeah. yeah. Can't blacken the pages. Yeah. yeah. And that well, you can't be happy if you're in a muse too or something. Yeah. I like that. And all of that is advice that friend, like her friends are giving yeah. her. But also, my favorite line in it is, the power of us three can bring absolutely anything except for that one thing, the diamonds, the dust, and the rain. Yeah. yeah. And you then she's like... The thing that washes away the... Arcadia? Yeah. I like... Um, I just want to, like, in Arcadia, when she's about to sing America or whatever, mm-hmm. like, there are just some strings that are mm. in the background. I was about to say, I like the strings in the background. Yeah, yeah, you can barely hear them, but they're just going off. But, I, yeah. like, yes. but I want to mention, so, obviously, she says, like, America. Yeah. I'm like, this is too... Yeah, yes. it's like... I was like, so, okay. So, it kind of That song was me, just all over the place. It so. brought me back, though, because, like, if you look back at, like, the Born to Die and the Paradise era... That's what she, like, kind of made her image as, is someone, as an artist, who, like, uses patriotism and the American dream 
as kind of a bad thing. It focuses on the dark aspect of it. I think it's just sense. very ironic. Like, yeah. it's satirical. Mm-hmm. And it's making, it's making fun of it on purpose. It's yeah. like, this isn't a real dream. Exactly. Yeah. But. Um, lyrics to Arcadia are immaculate. That's what I have. Oh, I have one line from there that I really liked. Um, and this one was talked about a lot on Reddit. All roads that lead to you as integral to me as arteries that pump the blood that flow yeah. straight to the heart. I love that. And trio's um, next. Trio's best song. It's it is. It's <laughs> it is and it's only in like a minute and forty. It's so it's like a palate cleanser for your yes, ears. Yes, that's what I'm saying. If they had more moments of this throughout, it, the rest of it wouldn't or, have been so monotonous. Yeah, and yeah. like yes, especially that's my thing. It was 15 minutes, and I felt like every song started off the same way. Yeah, and that was that was my thing. Or 15 mm-hmm. songs, not 15 minutes, but like. Like I could, I can be fine with the same sound. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with hearing the same so- sound, but when every song has the same structure, like yeah. I'm gonna start off slow mm-hmm. and then it's gonna release and, and then it'll be moments, slow again. The thing is, though, at least though, when there are really good moments, there are really good moments. Yes, and but and then sometimes like she'll mix it up a little. Like every song starts slow, but sometimes instead of like building up to something, she takes whatever she built up into and she builds up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she takes. She has this one chorus, and then she's like, okay, here's another chorus that's different. Yeah. And I, like, on uh, on uh, Black Bathing Suit, she does that. Like, it is, she has this chorus in a 6-8 section, and then yeah. it goes into 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. But let me, and, let me mention something about that. But I like track. that. Yeah, I, like I really that. like how Black Bathing Suit has its own It's probably my comp- favorite song. Yeah, it has its own kind of strange form of composition, because the note that I made... I said Black Bathing Suit had great lyrics, but the discombobulated composition kind of made me focus on it instead of the lyrics. Because at one point, when she goes into like, you said I was bad, let me show you how bad girls do. After yeah. that, you hear yeah, the percussion. Yeah, like that. And I said, I said, it sounds like a drum line that's pl- not playing everything together and is all Yeah, beat. I was like, yes. there's a lot of like, she layers her vocals mm-hmm. and then they're dragged out. Yes. So that nothing's really in sync. But then I thought about maybe that's the point because in Mail Me When You Get the Blues is the line she says, she's like coming apart. And she's, like, discombobulated, you can yeah. tell. Like, you know, this was a screamer, literally, in the studio. Yeah, so. I like the lyrics when she's like, I'm an untraditional lover. Oh, yeah, yeah. she was like, I'm not friends with my mother, but I still love my father. Yeah, like I'm that. an untraditional lover. I thought that was really cool. I like the song. Like you said, when it goes, it's like, uh, let me show you how bad I can be or something. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like 4-4. Four, four, like, that's just coming off. Like... Nothing, like you guys said, nothing sounds like it's supposed to be there, but it it does, and it's just like... Yeah, and if you pay attention at the end of the song, at the end of the track, there's this random sound thrown in of what sounds like someone rummaging through a drawer. Yeah. Yeah. Like keys or silverware or something. Very interesting. It's one of those lot of things. I don't know. Um, What y'all think about If You Lie Down, Lie Next to Me? It's I southern. love the piano in that. Mm-hmm. It is so southern. I like it, though. I oh, but yeah. I will say, like, I liked how the melodies and the vocals were in this track because her the way she writes her lyrics and the way she sings it's so like trying to fit so much into one yes. mm-hmm. sentence yes. and so i this one was more like you could have breathed well i get yeah. what he it. said like it's very country because the first line is put your red boots on baby giddy up yeah. exactly. you know i was yes. like girl like what is this Honey, i mean I that's it. how i got country five or fives from like blue banisters too because mm-hmm. it's like oklahoma and like, I think that's from the musical when they go Oklahoma or some shit. I don't know. Like, I just imagined like she was an Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah like she's imagining. That's I, what I thought. Yeah. But I also, just, she was really like a John Deere tractor. Mm-hmm. How he comes back and paints her banisters blue, and then her friends to help her, they paint different colors. I don't know. I just like the whole song. 
That yeah. thing is pretty. That's hard. literally me. Like I feel, I feel the same about you now that you mentioned. It. Like it's got a country background, which I'm not really big on, but mm-hmm. I think it suits her because in her previous album, Kim Trails Over the Country Club, she had like that Western vibe going yeah. on. I and think so, this is still kind of Western Southern. Mm-hmm. The West and the South are very similar. It sounds opinion, just but. like old country music. Yes, that's yes, like and very just. I don't know. How and some of it, like yeah, it's just not the music you would traditionally put behind it like all the lyrics and i feel like the chords are very similar now like i've got to country. say something i've got um if you lie down with me how words if you lie down like next to me um it was catchy but i didn't like how it ended if you noticed on beat four instead of beat one it stops on <laughs> beat four it was too abrupt and i prefer oh, another fade or I didn't transition even, i didn't even think about that i was like should i go back and listen to it <laughs> i love the brass though with the muted oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah i love that uh, yeah yeah um, but I do have a note about it one more before we go on. Um, this song, talking about if you lie down next to me, uh, it talks about how she wishes someone would lie down next to her, but lie, hence the play on words, and tell her that everything is okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the next I track. I like the next, Beautiful. I cried. Right? The Tinkly? I like the I don't know why you said that tinkly. word, but piano? Yeah, yeah. Tinkly. <laughs> I love it. Tinkly. <laughs> it sounds like rain to me. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like rain. It sounds like a toy piano that's like. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like someone just fucking a string. Now this song, like upon first listening, listening. I to love it, the Picasso lyric, like that hit yeah, hard. Yeah, we wouldn't have the Blue Era. It, what is Picasso, the Blue Period? It's, I, uh, he makes everything friend, in blue, right? Uh, Picasso had a friend that died, and like for like the next seventeen or so paintings, he only used like different shades of blue, some green and brown, and like. Isn't that the one where there's like some guy and he's like sitting in a room? I mean, it's like seventeen different paintings. Yeah, I've seen at least one. I just I don't know. Like I listened to this and I cried on first listen, which is rare. And like, yeah, it just I'll, stood out I'll to pull me. Up blue period because um, it's just. I liked how she was talking about embracing sadness and turning it into something beautiful and, and yes. asking asking people or men in particular, do not tell me to be like, glad when is, I'm sad. Yeah. This is a blue period oh. and like that. Yeah. You're That's what I was talking it. about. Yeah, the, the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of them there. And I wrote down, um, it reminded me of when I first discovered her through Ultraviolence. Because, fun fact, with me, like, I know a lot about her and her eras. And I know all of her albums, like, the back of my hand. But I have only known her since fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. So, the reason I know so much about her was because, obviously... Ultraviolence was the first album that came across Spotify when I was going through the breakup and everything. So it was kind of, you know, suiting, I guess, or suitable for the environment. And, um, yeah, it just, like, that whole album, Ultraviolence, made me ball my eyes out. And this song, Beautiful, did the same thing. So it was a good song. Noting. Yeah. yeah. And then Violets for Roses. I did not like that much. You didn't like, you didn't like much. that much? It was all I... right. Well, it was at the point where it was like every song is the same now. Like, yeah, it's fair. It's <laughs> fair. I understand that. But like, it's something I didn't not like enjoy the song. I don't have any just... lines for this one except that I just like the way the lyrics paint a picture again. Yeah. Yeah. I just think so. I mean, her lyrics are spot on. Yeah. yeah I just really I looked at the the list of songs and "Violets for Roses" stood out to me, and I was hoping I'd be able to relate to it, and I could. Um, but I think Violet's are the simple, like, yet happy life that she lives because as an artist, that's what she is known for. She is not in the light at all. She keeps a very private life. But this man came along and tried to, as she said in the song, like, trade her truck. Yeah, and it's roses and it's thorns. That is a true statement about her real life because she drives a black 
Ford or Chevrolet truck, I think. Mm-hmm. And people spot her all the time, like in LA or wherever she is driving her truck. So that's a true line. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Dealer. Give me or gave you all the money. 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 <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I love that. Uh-huh. Who is Miles Kane? I, I do not know who Miles Kane is. I thought is. that wait. Is that the guy that was singing? Because yes. I couldn't find credit for who was singing. He wasn't credited at all. Yeah, like what the hell was that? He sang the whole song. She just came in and was like, I'm gonna sing off tune now. <laughs> Anyways, that's not the point. But I thought I think, they were, the lyrics were so cheesy. Yeah. Like, yeah. the whole, like... Don't try to reach me through, through my, my dealer. Do- I was like, who... My why would you either, ever try like, that? Why would you ever go, like, yo, I can't reach you. Let me call your dealer. Like, who thinks that? Who's going to They're like, I don't know where this person is. Do you know why I think but, it's so weird like that, though? I think the men that she dated were weird and crazy. No. And willing to, like, men are, Yes, no. I'll agree with that. It just but, made me laugh when I first I heard like, it because of the like, TikTok sound. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't want to live. I was like, what are you doing? And listen, I am down for a desperate yell in the middle of a song. I liked it. Did you not? I just didn't think it did the trick. I just wow. did Listen, I just I just wow. thought it was hot take here. I just... <laughs> listen, no I... apologies. I like stuff like that. Like, I'm so down for it. And I was like, yeah. if you do it right, then I'm... I'm gonna do, but I didn't feel anything from it. It felt very like just forced. Like she was just like, I'm just gonna well, sound like I'm struggling here or something. Well, here's the thing, and the reason why the fandom was going so crazy when this came out was because she has never screamed in the studio before. Until I thought now. it was awesome. I She's thought the never voice crack incorporated screaming. You awesome. can hear her breathe at the end of live. Like it's so. Good. It just didn't sound. Do it for you, bro. It didn't sound authentic yeah. to me. Um, it felt like in the a whispering rock at style. the end, when she was like, "All circuits all are circuits busy. busy, please stop whispering in my ear, Lana. Please, I don't like oh this." Oh my god! <laughs> all circuits are busy. Please stop. I love it so much. But I wanted to like. It. I listened to it. Listen, after the first time, did I get more like? Okay, I'm more like. I like it a bit more. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not hating on it. It just didn't feel as authentic to me as I would have liked it to feel. Yeah. I think she could have screamed harder. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I would love to see it. <laughs> I could. Um, I, bl- I get that. But I do like how it ended, like, um... It sounded self-conscious, if you will. Yeah, like, I like how it ended, though. It faded, and all you hear is, like, you're high. Like, and just that whispery, yeah, like, you're talking you about. Um, <laughs> like, it's crazy. How do you feel about Thunder? I like Thunder. I, Thunder was okay. Thunder wasn't a hit for me, until the chorus and the bridge. I, I love the chorus. I like how the strings at the Diller, beginning are, like, they go flat or dissonant or yeah. whatever at the, like, as they come in, and... After Diller, I stopped taking notes on every song. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But I also liked how the sh- the drums, especially, but like all the strings and stuff are per- pushed so far into the background mm-hmm. that if you don't really listen, you don't yeah, hear no, them. No, it's on most of the tracks, yeah. right? I love that. It's but so, I, that's what I liked about it. It's so it. classical because like when I listen to like, you know, classical music and that stuff gets super quiet, like you pay attention, you know, and it's like definitely, it's just... Dynamics. But it was more interesting than, like, because her vocal melodies are very similar. Um, yeah. yeah. So, it was nice to listen to the background and hear stuff. So, and it would just say, pop up every once yeah. in a while. So I'm going to say, like, what my take on the song is, and then I've got another comment to make. But I think it's about a guy who is unpredictable with his behavior and how he treats her. And she wishes he would just do it, as the song says, and not wait. He rolls in like thunder unpredictably. I just, in my head, I just got that sound, The boom, clap sound in my heart. That song? Yeah. Why? Because of thunder? Just that. 
But also, I gotta so, have to tell you guys an intrusive thought I had the other day that was just random and funny. So I love that. So <laughs> have y'all ever like? I'm pretty sure y'all have, but have y'all ever heard a song that like you listened to and then afterwards you were like, "Wow, that was dark." Yes. So Wildflower, Wild Wildfire did that to me. I like that was one of the few songs. I, I wrote Wildflower, like Wild Wildlife. Which one is it? She, it's, it's Wildflower, Wildfire. I like the falsetto oh. she hit on it. Mm-hmm. Like her vocals were really, really good on this our song. She also made like that comfortably numb reference. She's like comfortably numb, but with lithium came poetry. And well, like, let me okay. comment. Let I me, like the lyrics. Let me comment yeah. on that. So. Part of the reason why Lana stays in the press so much and is so popular and talked about is because we don't, as an audience, as a fandom, we really do not know or have not known up to this point anything about her actual life and her upbringing. Oh, is this where so, she says, like, you you know me just as much as they do or something? Or... No, that was in Black Bathing Suit. Oh, I am so far behind. <laughs> but anyways, on to it. No, I think this song is like, it hit me like a fucking brick because literally, like, we got a glimpse into her past and like it she explained it like you know oh my mother she used to lash out at me and my father was that just the watch. one yeah where she was where she was like you know my dad would stand this his wife yelled at me or whatever and now i don't react or something yeah. she no, well she was like i think the line is um you say this guy's feel so here my father never stepped in when his wife would rage at me so i ended up awkward but sweet yes um so yeah Yes, but um, that's the one. Yeah, so I mean, that just—I don't know. We got a glimpse into our past, which is what I've wanted to do for so long. And I liked how during the last minute of the song, the drums were like super blown out. It they sounded were, like speakers were like uh, yeah, up distorted yes. kind of. Yeah, what y'all think about Nectar of the Gods? It was okay. It's, I again, I, was all right. I didn't write much. I just wrote I. Well, she does this throughout the whole album, and I've heard she, she does it a lot in the past, referencing she, blue as like yes, a happy color. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Well, she calls it crazy on this. Well, yeah, but it's never a negative connotation when okay. she talks about being blue. Yeah, that's fair. Like, so, when she's, like, talking about turning sadness into happiness, or, didn't she mention blue in that song, too, or something? Yeah, yes. I think you're right. And the blue banister during when she was happy with this guy. But I also, like, yes. going back to blue banisters, going back to blue banisters for a second, like, I love how she uses, like, color association, like, blue to green to gray. Those mm-hmm. are really three interesting colors to go together. Right, um, right. It depends on the green. That's, yeah. In the gray. I'm imagining, like, a um, forest green, like, a hunter green. Yeah. Yeah. But a gray with it? Like, white gray? I like gray now. Don't bash gray on gray. Gray is one of my favorite colors. Especially on houses. But... So, Living, Le- Living yeah. Legend was a miss for me. I did not like Living Legend that the- much. The last song that I wrote about was Sweet Carolina, and okay. I thought Sweet I Carolina know. was a pretty good song. Yeah, we can come back to it, though. Living Legend, when she does that guitar solo thing with her voice, mm-hmm. she does why? Guitar- I think I, for- I forget about this Because you can hear her breathing. It's like so, it made me laugh. Mm. I know it's supposed to be serious, but like, why did you just, just put a guitar in there? <laughs> I think she said, um, she put a guitar in there. Some people were saying that she was trying to imitate a saxophone. Oh, Others were no. Saying, others were saying she was trying to imitate a guitar. I don't know. But so a little she back. She was like, wow. A little. <laughs> you sound like a cat. Um, <laughs> she sounded like a cat. <laughs> so a little back Sorry, information Lana. about Living Legend. Um, this song came out 10 years ago. Was this the one? No, that was the cherry blossom one. It came, so this song, and I'm, I'm going to get to that one. 
the song Living Legend came out 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, Lana was not Lana. Lana was Lizzie. I saw that. She had blonde hair. And yeah. So her first unreleased album was Lizzie 2009, Grant. right? Yeah. Lizzie Grant, a.k.a. Lana Del Rey. Um, Ray with an A, not with an E. That's the difference. Um, so th- those songs were really heavy and like really dark. She was living in a trailer park in New Jersey at the time, traveling with all these different men. Bill, Joe, Jim, all of them are mentioned in her songs. And this was leaked. This was not supposed to come out. She wasn't going to use it. This was leaked this year before the album came out. And she got on Instagram Live one time and right after the album released. And she was like, why did y'all release Living Legend? Do you know how hard it is to convince people why I'm taking music from 10 years ago and using it today? And I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. Valid argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you no. mentioned Cherry Blossom. I want to talk about Cherry Blossom real quick. So this was the second song that made me cry. I want to get your take on it. Like, what did you... Well, I really liked it. I like how she talks about... Is this one she talks about seasons and summer goes? And Wait, which no, song was that? No, that was I... Blue Bannister. Again? Okay, I like Blue Bannister, obviously. Um, <laughs> you're anyways, not batting so well today. I'm not. <laughs> so, this could all be one continuous song. Let's be honest. Hold on. Okay, anyways. You're right, though. But I do want to so, say the fact that she's talking about swinging and, like... Swing it. Hi, is it... Hi, okay, Jesus. is she talking about her as a kid and this being, like, her mom? Pause. Or pause. did she, like... Have... Pause. So no this, pause. this is Angelina. This is no. This no, is was that a misprint? Because I also girl. read that that wasn't the right lyric. Girl, I'm about to explain it. Lana, oh, Lana, Lana is talking to Lizzie. Lana's talking to Lizzie. She's oh, talking. Yeah. She's talking to her younger self. And the reason it made that makes me, so much more sense. The reason it made me cry on second listen was because I realized that like it was her present self singing to her past self, and she mentioned blonde hair, lemonade, and tea. This was her talking about Lizzie. And then what made me cry so much was, like, you're very brave and there's much to see. She's telling her younger self, darling, you just wait. You're going to see so much. Just trust me. I'm there, you know, as a spirit, whatever, you know. She also said fly high to Jesus or something like that. Swing it high like Jesus, wild and free. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good try, I though. thought, oh, my God. Sweet Carolina, what did you think Sweet about Sweet Caroline. Oh that's what I, I thought it was going to be a cover one because yeah. I misread it at the beginning. I, was like, I like the line closer to you than your next breath, my dear. I liked Crypto Forever Screams Your Boyfriend. Yes. Fuck you. Kid. I thought that was hilarious. And she rhymed it with 11, like uh, an iPhone 11. Oh, yeah. You yeah. name your kid, what is it? Twilight Heaven. Like an iPhone 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my um, God. I thought. It was such a clever Crypto ride. forever. Uh, I honestly, and there were like some scents or something in the background. I was like, this is pretty cool. So do y'all know, y'all know who this is about, right? Someone named Kevin? Her kid? No, this is about her sister. Jack. Oh, I thought it was her kid. So looking she doesn't back, have a kid. Looking I don't back know. At, well, no, looking back at Blue Bannisters, one of the lyrics is... Um, you missed a lot today. So, pause. So like, back to Blue Bannisters, the one that you really like. Um... <laughs> Do you remember? There's a the line. Only song she remembers. There's, well, there's a line. There's a line in there that says Tex and Tex and Mex are in the bay. Yeah. Chuck is making birthday cake. And then somebody's pregnant. Chickens running bare feet. Then there's a baby on the way. So Chuck, her sister, she was pregnant at the time of the Blue Bannisters video when they filmed it. Then she had her baby. So this song, Sweet Carolina. The reason it's called Sweet Carolina is because Sweet Carolina. Um. Yeah, I know. I'm Southern. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. But Caroline... You just said I'm sorry. I know, I said it like it. Caroline, Caroline was originally going to be a name for Chuck. And she uh, switched it to Carolina because it goes with the vibe that you're saying. Country, yeah. western, you know, kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I... Overall, I give this album an eight. Um, it... 
it is different. It's a bit different than what I expected, but I think it fits Lana in a way that it mostly wouldn't in a way because she's very bluesy. I think this album is country blues kind of yeah. in a way. Um, so yeah, that's why I give it an eight. Like it, it brought tears to my eyes. There were some parts that confused me, some parts that I lived for. Um, yeah, but I, I agree with what all of y'all have said. Like it does, it, it could be one big song. I know? give it like a six. That's fair. I was gonna say I give okay. It, let's just say based on the lyrics and like some of the imagery, I could give it like a seven or an eight. Yeah. For the whole album, I would have to get like a six and a half or something. That's fair. Just because that. if you're not a huge Lana fan, you're not, and you're not, not gonna you're not pay gonna attention like to the much. lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna like. You're it also because gonna have to wait for every song to build. Yeah. Like and it's yeah. like, but if you like if you like her and you listen to the lyrics and you know her mm. stories and stuff you you'll like it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's like building like a Lego set and then tearing it all down and then doing it again once you get to the next song. Over and well, over again. I have to make one more oh, comment okay. before we close. Like that's one thing that you hear a lot in the fandom is, or just people that aren't really a part of the fandom is like, you know, long time ago. Like I mean, she was known for like being like dark and like you know heavy especially with ultra violence like that whole period was just really dark for her and i think that reputation that image stuck to her and when kim trails and this came out people were asking for the for the old lana back and the reason i say pardon my french but the reason i say fuck that is because like as someone who has only known about her for a year and has watched her grow through each era and just watched her mature I, myself, wouldn't want to go back to my darker times within the past year, and I feel like Lana is the same way. She wants to let the audience and let listeners know that, like, I'm focusing on me. I'm focusing on my family, my spirituality. I get that. You know? She's, uh... It's it's a very personal record, and that's why, like, I give it the rating I do. But everything that y'all have said is exactly like what I was telling in the back of my mind. Like if you've never really listened to her and pay mm-hmm. attention, that's what you're going to take. Yeah. From it's it, kind of, know? it's kind of exhausting to listen to. It is. Cause it's, it's, it's sad. Honestly, it's sad. It brings you down if you're not an avid listener like I am. And also some of her lyrics, like she's just known for being obscure in her lyrics. You know, I don't think that album does much of this, but definitely chemtrails and like, uh, I think if she life. had experimented more I with like her, her sound, it yeah, would have been better. Exactly. Because like, mm-hmm. it would have made lyrics, the lyrics even better. I thought yeah. the lyrics are there. Yeah, it's just the sound. It's just that every song, I had to wait two minutes for there to be chorus. I would like, forget. It would be I'd be like not even halfway through, and then I'd be like, oh, this is one of the songs close to the end, and then I would look, and I have five more songs left. Yeah, it, yes, and it's just like every song... It's going to start out, like, the same way. Do you and, like, think they, they could have succeeded at that if they went the traditional band route like they took with mostly piano No, I think, I think they could have done just fine on this. It's just that I don't think... I don't know. I just don't think they tried to make every song unique. I just feel like well, also, every song just sounded... They had the same mindset when writing it. Yeah. Like, but also, the same, like, structure. Yeah, but also, like, another fun fact is, like... Her dad, um, and we find out through, you know, Wildfire, that, like, her dad and her, like, I mean, they're close and everything. And he actually helped, like, 
write the piano parts because he was in the studio with her. That's cool. And so on the Instagram live that I was referring to you about, the one she did like after the release and everything, she was literally like in a Hilton hotel, just like it says in Arcadia. And um, she was with her dad and she put one of her fans on the Instagram live with her. You know how they can do that, like invite a guest. And she, the fan was asking about Wildfire and she, her dad was in the room and she was like, we don't talk about that one because literally like my father never stepped in like he she's kind of putting the blame on him for like why she is the way she is because like she went i think she like got put in a hospital because like she had a lot of stuff going on she was also an alcoholic at like 16 so like she had a lot of shit going on and mm. then lithium on top of it do y'all i don't know if y'all remember the line but star drip ivs i have no idea what that reference means and i just want to say that it's like the drugs that she was taking at the time for her, her mental illness or whatever. But that's, that's just, what yeah. Was. But I give it an eight, and that's the episode this week, so. No, we're going to stay here for the next four hours. I've already made plans. We're already. just going to go ahead and record the next episode, guys. All right. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, it's so nice to have y'all. Come back Girl, again. Why are you zoned out today? You were like, oh. completely out of it.